Okay, so um, here we are again, and this time with a very good friend, a chap called Michael Owen. Um, we met, I'm not even sure how many years back, um, but it was again through the Do Lectures and Do Breakthrough, I think it was, and we've just kept in touch quite a lot since. Um, we're a similar age, <laughs> and we both think a lot about lots of things. So without further ado, Hello, Michael, and um, how do you feel today? I'm all right today. Um, I'm normally not very good at that answering that question because I, I sense that um, when I'm asked it, I look a little bit backwards and a little bit forwards or quite a bit way backwards and quite a bit forwards. So arguably, I'm not really answering it because I'm not really thinking about exactly right now but the reason i'm saying yeah i'm okay is because the fate the phase i'm in right now is keeping me busy i i have thing a lot to do which all kind of makes sense to me in the context of where i am in my life you know it's paying off bits of money we owe i'm spending time doing constructive creative things um if there's a the phase is kind of consolidation i'm i'm winding down a business i've been involved with for six years because it it isn't really a business in the context of making money i've had enough of it so i'm moving it out the way so i can work out what shape is going to be left so i can put something in it this mini ramble by the way i think is answering the question of how how am i you know right now I'm I'm quite enthusiastic about where I am because there's a sense, and I, I'm repeating myself on purpose there, this everything kind of makes sense. But in the same breath as saying that, I, I, I actually get bored with things that make sense eventually. Um be, 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 because you know, and there are lots of words that are neighbors of making sense, like predictable. And I don't like that word and secure. And strangely, I don't want to be 100% secure and, you know, certainty. And I don't relish a high percentage of certainty because I don't actually find that exciting. So probably the more I'm talking, the worse I'm getting. <laughs> um, I, don't I don't really mean that, of course. But um, I sense that I'm safe in 2023. That's date stamping this recording, of course, but it's valentine's day um today in 2023 happy valentine's day and this year is really good it's all right it's steady and i've got room to say to you as a mate for example do you fancy getting together later this year because when i've finished this thing there's a gap between this thing and that thing so shall we get together and it's all very steady very sensible but 2024 worries me a little I suppose if worry is the right word because I'll be in a, a new phase um I can explain why it worries me um some one bit of my life is developing spaces for people to come on holiday in because I've got I've got these couple of Airbnb things um I'm quite precise with how I describe that by the way you know creating spaces for people to come on holiday in I don't really like saying it's an Airbnb. It's because I take the responsibility of 
having people's most important time, i.e. their downtime with, with us. But the reason I'm mentioning it right now is this. Every time I do up a studio, I have to remove everything from the space. You know, there's bits of furniture in and there's half decorated walls. And my other half, Lisa, will say, so what should we do with this then? I said, and I say, I can't even, you know, without, I sound a bit of a diva saying this, so I, I hope I'm not, but I kind of go, well, I, I, I can't sense what to do until, will you help me carry everything out? You know, oh, well, that'll take ages. I know, but I, I can't sense, I can't imagine what this space would be like until we've taken everything out, Lise. So we take everything out and only then can I, start to you know probably stress a little bit and worry about or, or wonder wonder is a much better word than worry isn't it about what that space could become but a neighbor of wonder for me is worry i suppose which brings me back to my point right now i feel safe with the overall trajectory and interdependence of all these things that i'm doing but what i'm doing is like clearing the room so by the end of 2023, I think I'll have this empty room because mm. I'll have more time. I think we'll have less debt. I think we'll have more, the ability to make more choices. And I can almost hear me about to say to myself, what you're moaning about, all that sounds better. And um, I'm not, I'm not, this is me having a row with myself now. I'm not moaning. I'm just saying I'm aware that a big weakness with me is when I've got a lot of choice and a lot of time to make choices in my 54 years, I've actually made some quite stupid ones. <laughs> so I don't want to make stupid ones because in the next year, you know, there's a number of things happening. I'm saying it again, which kind of makes sense and it's all good. But then I could mess it all up <laughs> by starting a stupid business that I feel compel compelled to do. Or by, I don't know, drinking too much, starting to smoke, which I haven't done for 25 years. I don't think I will. Um, but there you go. Right now, I feel OK because it's steady and I feel like I'm on one of those. There's probably a proper word for them, isn't there? Those things you stand on at airports that just carry you forward. Those little rolly things. What are they called? Is there a proper word for them? The thing what I stand I don't know, for? but I... It's probably something crazy like travelator, but let's call it a horizontal escalator. Let's call it that. Okay, so I'm on this horizontal escalator, which is called 2023. But I, you know, that jerking sensation where you go, oh my goodness, when you step off the edge, I'll speak about me, I won't project it onto you. But I reckon January the 1st, 2024 is when I go, oh shit, the floors stop moving. And it's that, oh my gosh, I'm stood. And I look to my left and my right and go, what do I do now? <laughs> so maybe you should, we should reschedule on the 1st of January, 2024, if I'm still alive. No, um, definitely. And uh, it's, it's interesting, Michael, everything you've said there, similar things I think and are trying to do. And it's an obvious metaphor, isn't it? But that room that you're clearing, mm. if you think of that as your life, then we're always it's like a cycle isn't it we're always clearing things out but then we refill it with something else and i often wonder what would happen if you don't refill that room and i don't just mean in your mm. um obviously i mean as a metaphor uh -huh. 
So, and that's the thing you're talking about, isn't it? Coming to that point in 24 and, and then, right, how was this room getting populated? It, I have a, I'm 54 with a six-year-old daughter and the, the, there's a dark and a light to that. And I, but one's very dark and one's very light. The very dark bit is, she's probably going to be younger than most kids when I die. You know what I mean? Probably. So I've just got to start and stay alive, try and stay alive. Uh, and I'm an older dad, so I want to be fit. So I'm not just sat about. The light side is uh, I'm totally aware of the fact that, I mean, I grieve for her as a five-year-old and as a four-year-old. And I'm right in that time where I process very, very quickly the fact that the one, two, three, four, five-year-old version of her is gone, which helps me to celebrate the six-year-old version of her in a way that perhaps a younger dad might not have. Okay, so that's I feel blessed with that. I really do. Um, I think that's our truth anyway. So why am I saying this? It's because um, that will be in the space. To come back to your point, it, I make room for that almost certainly not as much as I should or could, but I'm aware that that's a thing in my life. And I think with some guys, friends of mine, they've perhaps reached, as I will, you know, when Isabella is 16, 18, 20, they'll go, they're gone, at least for a bit, you know. Um, so what's my point there? Yeah, it's spending time with Isabella in a, in a constructive and sensible way. Um, but on the subject of filling the gap, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's really interesting because I feel like I've, I sometimes feel slightly selfish thinking, well, what do just I want, you know, but I am thinking that what exactly do I want and why? I don't want to ask, I don't want to think about it too much though, because I'll become paralyzed by the, by the thought. I just want to do something and it is in my nature to just do things. And, and, you know, 80% of the time, 70% of the time, I get away with it 20 or 30% of the time I lose money or relationships or something. Um, but on balance, I can only live like that, to be honest. I'm, I'm not a guy who wants to find a book on how to live and then read it, learn it and live like that. I would be immediately bored with the idea of doing that. I'm much more intrigued by wandering down a corridor where I sense there's a right and a left turn and I can't quite see what's right or left but that's what keeps me moving down the corridor if at the end there was a sign that said this way to happiness this way to sadness i probably would go the sadness way and try and make it happy rather than do the sure thing i'm rambling a bit now but but the point is i i love the uncertainty of 2024 i suppose uh, but at the same time going back to what i said earlier it does fill me with um a, probably a healthy kind of fear um but i'm i'm i think i'm doing all of the right things all most of the right things to get to that place in a timely and prepared way uh, for for what for whatever comes next and let's see if i make some good decisions mixed up with some bad ones as well because i don't want it to be all boring and sure but yeah i'm looking forward to 2024 um, as i said about 10 months to go so let's see what happens staying alive is number one it's interesting that you want a certain amount of uncertainty and 
probably for want of a better word, risk. Is there is there a kind of um, has your appetite for that reduced as you've got older, or has, has it stayed consistent? It stayed very consistent, but probably for a different reason. Uh, it's become more. It's a, when you were, when I was listening to you then, Gareth. It's a, it's the fuel. It's not optional. It's the fuel. If there wasn't the risk, it's I, I probably wouldn't move. Um, so it, it's not kind of optional. It's the fuel. I wouldn't move without it. It's the first thing to say. The reason. So it's a necessity then, an absolute necessity. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the reason it's become a, a constant, it must be a bit like running. If I tried to run 100 metres at 22, I was probably quite fast. If I tried to do 100 metres now, I'd probably have to put a lot more effort and energy into getting anywhere near the time I would have clocked at, at a 22-year-old. So the reason I'm saying that, and I don't know if this is the right word, is the uncertainty has become more... I can't, I don't know if I'm getting this the right way around. It's either more potent or more diluted. I can't remember which, but I have to work. It's it's more attractive to me than ever because it probably books what I should be doing. Because going back to what's happening this year, it's all very steady and proper. And, you know, a bit of money's going into a pension and I'm yawning as I'm saying it. I'd be worried if I wasn't doing it. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the house worth more money by doing this as opposed to that. So all of this stuff is very sensible and mature and grown up. But I actually find that quite boring. Um, but if I wasn't doing it, I would be quite worried. But back to the, the point um, of uncertainty, I need I think I, I need the uncertainty to offset that, because if I didn't have it, I probably wouldn't do. I wouldn't, I can't just do these certain sure grown up things. If it was just that, I have this um, quite, mis I meddle with things, but I want to be able to mess things up if I want to. Um, so I suppose the more robust I can make my life, the more mistakes I can make and the more adventurous I can be. Um, I'm zigging and zagging between two notions here, really, the balance of a good foundation so I can appear to be braver in some of the decisions I might make. And I'm, I feel blessed, as I said once before in this conversation, that I've been given the opportunity in the next 10-ish months to, I think, because obviously we don't control probably very much if we look closely, I feel that this year is going to be okay, you know, financially and keeping myself busy, spending time with Isabel, me and Lisa are okay. We've booked more holidays this year than any year before. Um, and they're not really holidays, but it's like going to see my mum and my sister because my mum's 80 something. And the week after that, we're going to Glasgow to stop in a hotel that we have often thought about going to, but never did. So we just said, should we book it now? And then we booked it now and thought, oh my God, what have we done? But you know, the thrill of doing a thing so and then, you know, and we might get a motor home in the summer, then we, we are going to a friend's wedding in the in in the in the winter in Scotland. So there are four little and in inverted commas holidays, and that's ridiculous. We've never had four holidays in a year for <clears throat> forever, probably. But I'm doing that because <clears throat> I do think I do the first thing that's in my diary. And the first thing in my diary was often work. Well, 
well, often always work really, but now it isn't this year, it's actually not work. Um, so yeah, a, a few things are upside down this year. This isn't the way it's gonna be forever though. I, I love the idea that this is a phase, it's a phase and, and this is a phase. I, I like the idea that, you know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna live to a, a thousand months, that's 84 years and a bit, isn't it? Um, but if I do, this is a, I think as I'm getting older, I might be chopping my life up into shorter phases, aware of the fact that if I shorten the phase, I'll have more of them <laughs> before I die. So uh, maybe next time we speak, a phase will be a week. But the phase this right now is a 10 month phase, which is really, I'm repeating myself, so I'm sorry, it's kind of consolidation and taking the opportunities that are in front of me. But with one eye on just over the brow of that hill, 2024. I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, I've never been a, 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 a high level or even a medium level sports person, but I sense I'm in training. I'm in training for something. Um, I hope I'm not being stupid and cutting No, it, sound, it sounds like, um, it's, it reminds me a little bit of the seasons and, you know, at the moment or in winter i'm cleaning the greenhouse ready for the spring mm. and the handful of people i know who've been in the military all adopt the attitude of training all the time for when the thing does call on you mm. um i also wonder if you look back michael have you been if you think of a cycle you know like a sine wave or something yeah. doesn't always have to be consistent peaks and troughs, but if you look back, is this current cycle, which is part of, you know, many cycles? Have you been here before, basically? Not been, I don't think I've been exactly here before. And it's not uh, an unusual thing to to say it's that you know it's having a child um because i you know for 48 years i didn't have one and then i did and i understood it a little at least a little bit more than i used to so no i've never been exactly here but i'll tell you a, a big thing is i'm a little bit braver in my decision making in the context of not really worrying too much about what other people might think. And that's a very off the shelf, let's all say that thing on social media type thing, but it happens to be true for me. And the best example is the, the business, Always Wear Red, I threw everything into Always Wear Red, which is a, a clothing brand, which I set up having never done it before. And it was really hard. But strangely, and by the way, I might be answering your question here saying, no, I've never done this before. But what I'm about to say, you might go, it isn't no, it's yes, um, which might, might happen in about 20 seconds from now. But the short story is when I, I left, you know, running creative agencies to start up a, a manufacturing company in one of the most competitive um, sectors that exists so fashion and i put everything into that and i let i let it be known that i was doing that so i don't think you know this but one year before i launched 
I spoke to the people I knew on social media, which wasn't that big, and said, I'm going to start a clothing brand in one year from now. So, so I, I, you know, I hammered the, whatever it is to the, to the mast and then exactly. And ironically, it was Valentine's day, 2016 that I launched <laughs> always wear red, having told the world or my world, I was going to do it on Valentine's day, 2015. So that's quite timely. Um, and today I'm telling the world for the first time, I'm going to close it down. But the short story of always wear red is it was very hard. And I, without sounding too arrogant, I mastered what I wanted to do with the, with the company after about four years. And then it got boring because I narrowed it down to one product, made that one product in the best way that I thought it could be made. And I still maintain that. And then I got bored because the journey was over, but I actually wasn't brave enough to move away from the company until now. And I think it was because I was worried what people might think. Like you've put four years into this, Mike, to work out how to mask. And by the way, I've done everything you shouldn't do when you're making anything in business. I spent literally six figures, so 100 grand plus on working out how to do something. As soon as I mastered it, I stopped. When that's actually the point where you're supposed to accelerate and scale. But acceleration and scale is exactly what I don't want to do. So I've just stopped. It makes absolutely zero business sense. But I couldn't care less. You know, it'd be, it would literally be impossible to care less. Um, but, you know, two years ago, I, I think I thought. Business people, what I know, are going to think I'm making a stupid business decision here because I am. But I don't it doesn't matter to me that I am because I'm not happy. There's nowhere for me to go with it. I've gone everywhere I want to go and. The bits that I'm left with, marketing it, scaling it, financing it, not one percent of that interests me. Or wake, or do I wake up and you know, if that's what I was doing, the first question you asked me, "How are you?" I'd be, I'd be depressed, sad, desperately worried. I don't want any of that, so I'm not doing it. I think. Well, that's thanks for saying that, Michael. That's cool. No, you hadn't told me all of that before and i like the phrase it would be impossible for me to care less i like that a lot and i guess the only way to answer my question now is to do this again in a year's time and to see what's happened but it does sound like it could be um not cyclical but similar well i'm clearing the room out aren't i i don't know what i'm gonna yeah as you've, as you've, you know, maybe just leave it a nice empty rooms can be quite nice. Well, maybe you might be right. We'll see. I think that's a brilliant part in shot as well, Michael. Empty rooms can be nice. Let's see. Thank you. It's been great. So thank you very much. As ever, I just enjoy our chats. It's been brilliant. So thank you for, for doing it. Thanks, Gareth. See you soon. Yeah. See you, Michael. Cheers. Bye.